Skipper Pat Boone here. Listen, if you have more month left over at the end of the money, you should check out Andy Willoughby's three-step plan home business system. For over 10 years now, Andy's been helping people earn extra money working from home. A three-step plan home-based business could give you a few hundred to maybe a few thousand extra dollars each month, depending on how hard you work. So if you have a telephone, internet access, you already have all the tools you'll need. You choose your own hours so you can work around your own family and church commitments. Here's my friend Andy Willoughby to tell you more. Today, most people are more likely to get a pay cut than a cost of living raise. And I think you'll find that the three-step plan home business system is a great solution to money worries. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. A Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. And good afternoon. This is Chuck Moore Speaks, Monday through Friday, 10 till noon Eastern Standard Time here at the IRN USA Radio Network. You're welcome to join the program. 844, excuse me, I'll be all right. 844. 844- 439-1391 is the number, 844-439-1391. And we've got quite a segment lined up here today. We're joined by Father Terry Gensmer, who is the director of Charismatic Episcopal Church for Life. Eric Schneider, he's the executive director of the Pro-Life Action League. Troy Newman, president of Operation Rescue and Susan Watson, the executive director of the ACLU of Alabama. The issue on the table is how state regulations are closing abortion clinics. Uh, let's uh, let's start with uh, Terry. Terry, how are you? I'm doing well. How are uh, you? Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Uh, I'm some feedback here. Terry, the... Um, Okay, I'm having some feedback in the in the headphones. I apologize for that. Let me see if I can. Okay, that might be better. Um, talk a bit about the issue as it is. I, I'm having a little trouble hearing, so you'll have to carry this a bit. What's uh, what's going on with regard to um, uh, the uh, the closing? Is this a deliberate thing, closing abortion clinics in the states? Uh, no, no, it's not actually the deliberate thing to close the clinics in the states. Uh, we know that uh, pro-life leaders understand that right now abortion is legal in America. Um, there are other uh, there are other efforts that are uh, that that are going on to to uh, to make abortion illegal in America. Uh, efforts in, in the long run to overturn Roe v. Wade and other things, but uh, the, the clinic regulations are what they are. Uh, they mm-hmm. are there to make sure that whatever is being done in abortion clinic uh, is done uh, with the highest standards possible, the same standards that other, that other um, 
health units use. Uh, so now, is there an, an there's a there is a consequence to that because most of these uh, clinics don't want to spend the money to upgrade their facilities, and that's why they close, not because uh, not because there's a this is an intended thing to to close the clinics down. They will not bring their clinics up to standard. So that's what we're. Seeing. You know, you would think. You would think that um, with regard to abortion clinics, there'd be some regulation, perhaps the same sorts of regulations that would apply to any other medical clinic, but apparently um, that was not the case uh, up until recently. We had a situ- we have had horror stories around the country where there are terrible, uh, you, you know, the murders of born babies and, you know, the, this case in uh, in Philadelphia. So I think that this idea of regulating the abortion clinics is a response to the terrible uh, disrepair, dis, uh, if you will, that, that's going on in the clinics? Well, you know, we, we, try, we, we think that, that people that are running these, these so-called health facilities, that they would, it would seem like they would agree with us. They're always talking about abortion being safe, legal, and rare. Now, we, we're, we're making efforts that... To, uh, to pass legislation that does make it safer for a woman if they abide by those regulations. The problem is they don't abide by the, re- by the regulations anyway, but we want those regulations to make it safe for anybody that goes in to a legal facility. Now, the other okay, let me welcome aboard. That's kind of a, my, my opinion. Okay, let me let me welcome aboard Eric uh, Schneidler. He is the executive director of the Pro Life Action League. Eric, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Um, Eric, what uh, is the Pro Life and Life Action League work involved? Are you, um, you know, I think that we're all. I mean, I certainly am pro life, but I mean, is your organization trying to ban abortion? Are you are you advocating a, a an amendment to the Constitution? What is it? What is your political um, advocacy? Well, my organization focuses primarily on grassroots activism, empowering people at the local level to do what they can to stop abortion today, tomorrow, and, you know, strive for that day when we'll finally extend legal protection to all unborn children. So our efforts are not primarily political. We get involved in politics when there's a particularly urgent uh, issue that comes before the Congress or comes before one of the state legislatures where we're particularly active. We're based in Illinois. And so we're very active in um, fighting off, usually, legislation in Illinois, which is a very pro-abortion state. We have virtually unregulated abortion clinics. Our largest abortion provider, Planned Parenthood, operates clinics without any kind of state oversight other than what you'd get at just a regular doctor's office. So even though they're doing uh, hundreds of surgeries there every year, there's no kind of official oversight or inspection. It's really quite a scandal. So we're working on legislation with um, some of our representatives in Springfield, uh, that would address that problem, but it's very difficult here because there is a, a very powerful pro-abortion lobby in the state of Illinois. You know, you'd think that if this were crafted in a certain way, you know, most people, including most people who are, you know, recognize, you know, feel that abortion has to be legal, even if they think it's immoral, that they would get behind this effort because this is a medical question. It deals with the health of the mother. You know, it deals with... Uh, proper medical procedures that one would expect uh, would occur in any other setting where there are surgeries. And this is a very serious and dangerous surgery. So 
You know, I would think that this is the kind of issue where the pro-abortion movement could be hoisted on its own petard, where you could say to them, uh, if you really care about women, let alone the unborn child, would you not therefore want to have some oversight? And aren't they the ones that are so interested all the time in government regulation and government oversight? Well, what about it? Why is this one area like the Wild West? You would think that, that they would recognize that need. I mean, here in Illinois, we had a woman die uh, thanks to a botched abortion at Planned Parenthood. There was uh, no record of a 911 call made. It was hours between the time that the crisis started, and she finally showed up at the emergency room. Uh, there was a settlement in this case. Planned Parenthood was party to that, you know, a couple million dollars. Uh, but yet not a single word from any feminist organization or any pro-choice organization, despite all the rhetoric about keeping abortion safe, legal and rare, uh, they never allow any kind of an effort that would make abortion rare, even pregnancy centers that help women choose life for their babies. They don't want any kind of regulation of these clinics or oversight. So the only thing they really care about, at the end of the day, proven by their actions, is keeping abortion legal, and in the case of Planned Parenthood, expanding abortion as much as possible. And also, the, the more fundamentally, do they care about women? You know, these are supposed to be feminist organizations that receive tens of billions of dollars in grants from the government and from these enormous left-wing foundations like the Ford Foundation, which gives Planned Parenthood who knows how much money a year. And, uh, you know, and I mean, National Organization of Women gets $5 million a year. Where are they on this? Don't they care about the welfare of women? Here's a case where a woman died. Maybe that could have been prevented if this, uh, if there had been some oversight. All right, let me welcome aboard, aboard Troy Newman, president of Operation Rescue. Troy, how are you? I'm well, thank you very much. Troy, talk a bit about what Operation Rescue is doing these days. I haven't heard from you guys lately. Well, we used to be known as the organization that would sit in front of abortion clinics and close them for a day or maybe a few hours. Now our sole goal is to close down these abortion clinics once and for all. I'm speaking to you from an abortion clinic that we bought out and kicked the abortionists out, and now it's our national headquarters to close other abortion clinics. So I would concur with the previous uh, uh, people uh, on the pro-life position, uh, uh, Father Terry and, and, and Eric Scheidler, in regards to the fact that we're here to, to stop the heinous crime of killing innocent children. And the way we're doing that is to apply the same regulations that a hair salon, a nail salon, your local restaurant, and other surgical facilities uh, have to adhere to. Uh, look, the, 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 um, the original name for NARAL was the National Association for the Repeal, the Repeal of Abortion Laws. And for essentially 41 years, since Roe versus Wade, that's what they've had. Unregulated, unlicensed, uninspected abortion mills, so unfettered abortion. Uh, just this week, Lakeisha Wilson was killed uh, up in Ohio from an unlicensed, unregulated abortion clinic. So if these people say they want to make abortion safe, legal, and rare, why don't you adhere to the same standards as your nail salon, your hair salon, or, like I said, your local restaurant? Let the inspectors in, be licensed, be clean, but the deal is, as, as Father Terry said, they can't do it, they're unwilling to do it, and they, and they reject all sorts of oversight. And so that's how we close them down. That's how we put the screws to them, to make them adhere to, to the same rules that everybody else has got to follow. 
Well, you know, this this begs a basic question here, which is why aren't they um, I- I- wanting to be inspected? I mean, you know, if they want to have abortion, well, what what what's the problem with having uh, oversight and having an inspector to make sure it's done right? Because for the last 41 years, they have thrown off all all oversight. That was the deal with Roe versus Wade and, Ro- and Doe versus Bolton. And it wasn't until 1992, the Planned Parenthood versus Casey case that came before the Supreme Court, that we actually began to have some sort of oversight ability through the Supreme Court. And, of course, these laws have quickened in the last four or five years, and we're now finally si- starting to see the, the dirty underbelly of the abortion industry once regulators get in and find out what's going on. Uh, I could go through reams of documents of horrific conditions. In fact, the building that I inhabit right now, we had to completely gut. It was full of mold, rats, cockroaches, blood on the wall. It was the most despicable place. You couldn't even walk in here without holding your your hands over your mouth. But they did abortions here for 20 years, and it was NAF, National Abortion Federation, certified in their year that we took it over. So you wouldn't have, you wouldn't eat your lunch here. You wouldn't get your hair cut in a place like this. But women feel so degraded. Uh, and uh, that they feel that they have to go into these chop shops, these houses of horrors, these Gosnellian sort of entities in order to receive this procedure that uh, that Planned Parenthood and others say is safe, but is putting lives in jeopardy, not only the baby's lives, but the mom's. As I, I could list, you know, again, Tanya Reeves, Lakeisha Wilson, Laura Hope Smith, Jennifer Morbelli, Maria Santiago, the, the, the tragedy of the, of the abortion industry, all those women died, by the way, in just the last couple of years, the, the tragedy of the abortion mm-hmm. industry is not only do they kill an innocent human being in, in the form of a baby, but they oftentimes maim and kill the mom as well. And the abortion industry doesn't care. You know, this is, I mean, your research, I'm sure, is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of, you know, it going is. back to Roe versus Wade, the number of women who have been maimed and killed the number of babies that have been killed, you know, that are born and then put in a closet to die. I mean, we know that Barack Obama, as a senator in Illinois, actually was one of the only two votes in that state legislature to support a bill that would have allowed abortion clinics to let the baby die if the baby had been born. So, you know, you have a radical abortion movement here that uh, I think perhaps one of – and you guys seem to be on the money here in terms of going after them – in in a real weak point, which not only will resonate, I think, with most people in this country, including most people who feel that abortion should be legal, even though they don't like it, but also the fact that these are the first people to regulate every other aspect of our life, except when we're having the mother is murdering her unborn child. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Breathe it in, kid. Clean, fresh air thanks to these new air handler filters. They're more energy efficient, hold more dust, and are stronger than ever. And Granger's got over 3,000 different styles and sizes to choose from. Just ordered a new batch from Granger.com today. I love oxygen, kid. And this facility's got some great AO2. I'm breathing easier just thinking about these air handler filters. Get some today. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com slash air handler or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. 
That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-220-0926. 1-800-220-0926. That's 1-800-220-0926. 1-800-220-0926. Hi, I'm uh, Joe Defina from Washington State. My wife, Marilyn, and I have been working the Andy Willoughby three-step plan now for over seven years. We love doing it. Then the best way we found to work from home been life-changing for us. We highly recommend the Andy Willoughby three-step plan. This is Jeannie from Missouri. I've worked Andy Willoughby's three-step plan for eight years, working in my spare time. I work with really nice people, can be my own boss, and I don't have to be a salesperson. This is something anyone can do. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. The three-step plan home business system has been helping people find financial freedom for over 10 years, and I think we could help you too. What people like best about the three-step plan is you can actually have customers calling you, you don't have to be a salesperson, and you get to work with nice, family-oriented people. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102, 800-480-2102. Not available in California. Do you have startup capital and are looking to invest in a booming health-based business? Here's your opportunity because we're looking for business-savvy, healthy-minded people in this area to become franchise owners of Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, the number one healthy vending franchise in North America. Fresh Healthy Vending is a publicly traded company. With your Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, you'll be selling exactly what America wants, all natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. And with the USDA Smart Snacks and School Nutrition Guidelines starting and banning junk food in schools, the demand for fresh, healthy snacks is only getting bigger. Fresh Healthy Vending has identified prime vending machine locations in this area. And we place your machines for you so you can capitalize on the huge demand for healthy organic snacks on the go. Ready to grab your share of this booming industry? Visit readyforfresh.com today and enter code 2000 for free owner information. Locations in this area are filling up fast, so visit readyforfresh.com, special code 2000. Does your well water leave brown rust stains on clothes and fixtures? Does it smell bad? Get rid of it all with the HydroCare Iron 300X. HydroCare's multi-stage process gets rid of iron, sulfide, and odors. HydroCare is an easily installed compact system without tanks, backwashing, or servicing, and only costs $799. You'll be amazed how fresh and clean well water can be. Satisfaction guaranteed. For more information, visit GoodTapWater.com. GoodTapWater.com. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. My guests are Father Terry Gensimer. He's the director of the Charismatic Episcopal Church for Life. Eric Schneider, the uh, executive director of the Pro-Life Action League. Troy Newman, president of Operation Rescue. And Susan Watson, well, Susan Watson apparently couldn't make it. So um, we were going to have a vigorous debate here, but um, so be it. Uh, we'll try to, maybe I'll try to do that one separately. <laughs> Sometimes I find it difficult to get, uh, get people who uh, are generally on the left to come on and debate. Maybe it's uh, that they don't want to confront um, 
various realities. I think that's probably what it is. Uh, and we're talking about the um, the pro-life movement as it stands now, which is really to go after what I see as an Achilles heel of the pro-abortion movement, and that is the actual conduct in these abortion clinics to shine a light on that. And when that happens and when we expose that, it, it creates uh, the pro, the appropriate um, sense of revulsion in the public at large. Uh, Eric uh, Schneidler, talk a little bit about um, how uh, people are reacting to this uh, to this level of exposure. Well, at, on the ground, it is encouraging people to get out there, especially at this time of year when the 40 Days for Life campaigns are going out at so many different abortion clinics around the country. You know, they recognize that there's a need for prayer, that there's a power to prayer, and it's without a doubt that prayer has been fundamental, not only in passing the legislation that we've been talking about here today, but also in inspiring um, you know, state inspectors to hold these abortion clinics accountable and in ultimately shutting down these abortion clinics as well. So uh, I think it really invigorates people. Um, it also, at the same time, inspires a great deal of, uh, of envy uh, on the part of those of us in states like Illinois and others in New York, uh, California, where any abortion regulation at all is almost impossible to pass. And in fact, they're, in the state of Illinois, they're working to try to water down our parental notification law, which was, interestingly enough, passed in 1995 and only uh, about a year and a half ago went into force because it had been held up in the courts for so long. Uh, but they're not content mm -hmm. with that. They want to uh, try to stop it altogether. So, you know, we're seeing a, an entrenchment in some states. We're seeing uh, a real enthusiasm and hope in many other states. But overall, I think the pro-life movement has, has really been charged up and invigorated by the legislation that's been passed and, uh, on, you know, all kinds of different matters having to do with um, you know, safety, health regulations, informed consent, parental involvement, and so forth, and also the closing of so very many abortion clinics in recent years. Well, well, I want to talk a little bit more about the politics of this. I mean, both from the standpoint of my own home state here of Massachusetts, I happen to be in Boston, where we have uh, candidates for governor who I'm sure, and I've heard at various times, are falling all over themselves and each other trying to prove how pro-choice they are that they're against any sort of family notification, any sorts of um, uh, legislation that would, would ask a woman to wait 24 hours, anything about anything that would in any way inhibit abortion on demand. And they go out of their way to try to say, I'm even more pro-abortion pro than you. And even the Republicans in our state are on board with that. We don't have anyone who is uh, who dares to suggest that abortion should be regulated and uh, and also in the state of Texas, you have a candidate for governor, that being Wendy Murphy, who is running on the issue of um, pro-abortion and who is complaining about the fact that now women have to travel 40, 50 miles in order to get an abortion because of the, uh, the closing of clinics. So my question to you is, are they getting support in, po in politics? I mean, during the 2000 election, they were able to promote this idea of the, quote, war on women, unquote, which was a euphemism for free abortion and free love. And uh, and they were somewhat successful at it. I mean, I saw this. Maybe I'm jaded by being in Massachusetts, but I saw women say this. Um, I saw a woman sit down with my own 14-year-old daughter and tell her, you know the Republicans are in a war against women. 
They want to restrict your right to an abortion. Never mind the fact that my daughter's pro-life, but putting that aside, this, this was the mantra. Did that work, and how do we counter that? Well, uh, I think it's indicative of how effective the pro-life movement has been that they've concocted this war on women nonsense. Um, and, and, and what they're really trying to do there is bundle in other issues like contraception, general women's health. They even throw prenatal care and cancer screens in there. And oddly enough, they are also trying to link the abortion issue more and more to gay rights and to the transgendered issues and so forth because they're finding that on its own, abortion is something that people have a real problem with. So they're trying to do anything they can to draw in other constituencies. You know, the, the radical, you know, uh, transgendered and homosexual population, uh, women who are maybe sort of, uh, you know, pay lip service to being pro-choice but aren't that fired up about it, but who are desperate to keep using their contraceptive pills and, and happy to have the, the government or their employer pay for them. And so that's what's behind a lot of this war on women rhetoric. But when you get people... Okay, really we're going to have to take a break for news, gentlemen. It's a very different story. Please sit tight. We'll, we'll be back after news. And if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now... Very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. I owe over $20,000 to the IRS. I don't have the money, and now my wages are being garnished. You need tax representation. I'm really worried. The IRS just sent me a letter, and they want to audit my business. You need tax representation. But who can I trust? Tax Representation Incorporated. It's a fact that if you owe taxes, the IRS has the power to take everything you own, including your home, your business, and even your freedom. If you receive a letter from the IRS, don't ignore it. Call Tax Representation Incorporated, and we'll be on the phone with the IRS to stop the threats within the same day. Guaranteed. Don't ignore it. If you're being audited or have years of unfiled tax returns, a federal tax lien, or worse yet, been issued a wage garnishment or bank levy, let the expert staff of tax attorneys and enrolled agents protect you from the IRS and get you the best tax representation and settlement guaranteed. We'll be on the phone with the IRS to stop the threats same day. Guaranteed. Go to taxrepresentation.com. Call 800-574-3001. 800-574-3001. 800-574-3001. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. Father Terry Gensmer is here, Director of Charismatic Episcopal Church for Life. Eric Schneidler, Executive Director of the Pro-Life Action League. Troy Newman, President of Operation Rescue. We did have scheduled someone from the ACLU of Alabama, but they they bowed out. So I'll have to do that one separately. Uh, We're talking a little bit about the politics of this, which is the so-called war on women and basically 
what it comes down to is the same movement we've had since Roe versus Wade and before, which is which is pro life, and also um, this idea that should the government be handing out free birth control uh, to women, um, and I think that uh, I wonder what can be done to counter that. I mean, how can we gain, regain the high ground politically and culturally at the kitchen table where women talk about these issues? Uh, Father Gensmer, would you comment on that, please? Well, I tell you what, I'm going to let, because of the, uh, my polit- the politics, they're, they're really different in Alabama than they are in uh, some of the other states. I kind of uh, would like to uh, defer to Troy on that uh, question and let him... Okay tackle that, and I'll, I'll uh, address some other issues in a little bit, but I think Troy could speak more on, on that. Well, Father, right, that's very gracious of you. Thank you very much, Father. You know, I wrote a little booklet last year called Refocusing, um, and, and people could get that off our website, but it's in, in relation to this very question. Uh, first of all, I don't believe any politicians, particularly around election time. It's all pandering. They stick their finger in the air or put it on the, the pulse of whatever the latest poll is, and they try to pull people in that direction. As uh, Eric Shedd said, uh, they tie in this war on women to, to women's health care, gynecological services, uh, any sort of medical services that women would receive, they, they say the Republicans are against. But, of course, we know that it all relates to abortion. But when you look at the polls, over 70% of the people want severe restrictions on abortion. In other words, they don't want abortion to be used as birth control, which is what happens 98% of the time. And so when we put common sense regulations in place on the abortion claims, which is the debate and top topic that we're uh, discussing this morning, it resonates with people. Do you want your little girl just to go in and to get an abortion without you knowing about it? Of course you don't. Do you think that women who are in the very latest terms of gestation, six, seven, eight, nine months, should be using abortion as birth control? Don't you think there should be restrictions on that? Of course you do. And the list goes on and on. Uh, like we said earlier, do you think that abortion clinics should meet the same ambulatory surgical standards as the, the place where you're going to get, I don't know, say your LASIK eye surgery or a root canal or any other uh, outpatient surgery? Of course you do. That's why these these measures are, are being passed again and again and again, and we're winning. Uh, the Texas case went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, hey, this is common-sense legislation. So what it did is it took, uh, in Texas, say, uh, uh, requiring an abortionist to have hospital privileges, and, and, and that's just called continuity of care in the medical community. It, it took from 44 abortion clinics down to 24 abortion clinics, and if the regulations go into full effect in September, they're expected that to be down to six. Why is that? Because they just have to meet the same codes as everybody else. Look, this is the way we're winning. It's the weakest point, the weakest point that the abortion industry has. Uh, Eric is up in Chicago. He knows Al Capone didn't go to jail for racketeering and murder. He went to jail on tax evasion, and this is how. Uh, we're, we're closing these abortion clinics down, and I'm not ashamed to say that. No, it's a winning issue for the uh, pro, for the pro uh, life movement. Both if they uh, if they if they're able to stop you and keep those abortion clinics open, there's going to be more horror stories, more Gosnell cases. But if you are successful in regulating these clinics, it's going to reduce them down to just a handful. <clears throat> Either that, or they're going to disappear altogether and maybe go into hospitals or something. 
Father Gansberg, you wanted to get into addendum? Yeah. Let me add a little addendum. Sure. Once we get to this point, see, there used to be over 2,200 abortion clinics in 1991. The number's down to 580. We're almost to the point where we put right. the final nail in the coffin. There we go. Okay, we've got to take a brief break here. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Marius Forte. And together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to a new book called The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. The Answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could women suffering in this world, which sounds like a contradiction, but it is not? Where do we come from and where are we going and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure there's any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness, and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. As we simply know of gravity and not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, your belief will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. Hello, my name is Marius Forte, and together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to a new book called The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. The Answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could women suffering in this world, which sounds like a contradiction, but it is not? Where do we come from and where are we going and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure there's any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness, and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. As we simply know of gravity and not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, you believe will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. And if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. Really? Yeah. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. Author, journalist, and American patriot, this is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. You know, I've often thought that the best way to fight the left is through exposure, simple exposure. And my guests today are opening the door of the abortion clinic and exposing what's going on inside. And it is a horror story. You know, recently there's a story out of England where this abortion clinic was using the bodies of dead babies 
to create heat for the building. You know, they 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 were using, you know, you know heating the building. I mean, can you imagine the the ghoulish, despicable element there? This is like going back to, you know, the dark ages when they were putting people on racks, you know, and using to, there were torture chambers in the basement of castles. I mean, it is you know it exposes this culture of death in a way that nothing else can, and this so-called war on women, if you take a look at it, it's kind of a coalition of a lot of things that I would argue represent this very self-same culture of death, and that is truly the war on women. The war on the women who, woman who goes into that abortion clinic and is uninformed about what abortion can do to her spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, because there's a blackout on that the connection between abortion and breast cancer, what abortion does to a woman who, after having the abortion, and as she gets older, she starts to become depressed because she wonders what would have happened, what her child would have been like if they had been born. You know, the left says, oh, I heard a show on this, on NPR, where these three women sat around and talked about what can we do about this. It's a little problem in our abortion agenda. And their answer was to give them psych drugs. Now, you know, in other words, don't do anything. Just cover it up. Uh, Father Gensmer, you had a few things you wanted yeah. to add to the mix. Yeah, I did. Um, yes. First of all, you know, uh, one of the things that, um, of course, I'm just really glad to be here on uh, on the air with these two guys. These are two real heroes of the pro-life movement, and uh, I'm a real amateur compared to them. But uh, but I want to say this, that one of the things to, that we need to do to it's not just passing the regulations. There's more to it than just passing, just getting bills passed. And uh, we look at abortion, first of all, in a, uh, just the, the, the bottom line for my ministry is we, we start out in prayer. Uh, bring people out to abortion so they can see what's going on at the All right. Sorry about this. The show yeah. gets a little choppy okay. at this time. We get a lot of commercials. Yeah. We'll be right back, Terry. Sit tight. Hello, my name is Marius Forte, and together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to our new book called The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. The Answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could it be suffering in this world, which sounds like a contradiction, but it is not? Where do we come from and where are we going and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure there's any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. As we simply know of gravity and not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, your belief will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. Sorry about the interruption. Of Father Gensmer, please continue. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, um, you know, we want to make people convinced that abortion is not a political issue in the same sense as raising taxes or building a new school or building new roads, uh, those types of things, uh, as important as they may be. This is a, a, an issue of the killing of the image bearers of God. 
And we want people, and the, the more people that know that and get that, instead of just thinking that uh, about these issues at, at a time of election, uh, the more we're going to see hearts change. I remember calling Troy Newman, uh, being frustrated, being at, a, at one particular abortion clinic for more than 20 years, praying there, and calling Troy frustrated and saying, Troy, what do I do? And he said, you know what? He said, First John 5.14 says, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. He said, do you believe it's the will of God to close that, for that abortion clinic to close? And I said, yeah. He said, well, let me tell you, there's, they're doing illegal things in there. They're violating regulations. And he didn't, he's never been to this thing. But we just know that. We know what they're doing. And then he told me Matthew 10, 26. Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. Uh, after that, a series of literal uh, small miracles began to happen as God began to reveal what was going on inside those abortion clinics. And uh, because we do have some strong regulations here, we were able to uh, uncover what was going on. And Eric and uh, their ministry for years has taught Pro, uh, sidewalk counselors that when you're out there, you know, make sure you record what happens. Um, and so what happened was in this clinic in Birmingham is two women were taken off, actually three women by ambulance. And one day people were there to be able to record what went on. Sidewalk counselors found out what's going on and began to take it to those gatekeepers, those people that matter, the people at the health department, the attorney generals, other people to make sure that uh, that what Alabama had in law would be uh, would be followed, and because of that, and and this has happened all over the country, abortion clinics closed down. Uh, again, I start out getting people to come out and pray at abortion clinics, and then we wait and see what God wants to wants us to do. And I think any Christian, um, they don't have to be called to the pro life ministry or to full time pro life work. But they can pray, and and the closer you get to these uh, hellish sinners, the more centers, the more you will see what is going on in the reality of abortion, and then the more we're going to see hearts changed because it's going to be revealed what what's going on in there, and uh, people will be horrified by it. And I think that's part of what's going on. And uh, so I'm just I'm thankful again for uh, these these two guys and for other people in the pro life movement. And, I, and the other thing is. All three of us on here, we're involved in every facet of the pro-life movement. You know, we we have our basic mm-hmm. things we do, but we're involved in all of it. And so we're, we're thankful for the whole pro-life movement. Amen. You know, I mean, this is uh, even the simple act of praying. If, if some of these pro-abortion people stopped for a second and just did a little introspection and slowed down and took a look at what it is they're doing, they might have a an epiphany. They might suddenly find themselves. Um, in fact, I've interviewed some people who have done this and who were pro life. I interviewed this woman who worked in an abortion clinic and routinely was involved in in abortions. Who found herself uh, unable right, to yeah. do it after a while. We, we do and eventually had to leave. We, yeah, we help those. Yeah. We do retreats. Father Frank Pavone and myself. Uh, we do retreats for people that have, have left the abortion industry, and their stories are amazing. And as the more they tell their stories, again, more truth is going to come out. That's right. It's sort of uh, 
shining a light on truth, speaking truth to power, as the left likes to say. Troy, what say you? On, on, what, on what aspect? The spiritual aspect or the physical aspect of closing these abortion clinics? The abor- yeah, we're, we're reaching toward the end of the program. Just give us a quick thumbnail on where we are with closing the abortion clinics. Um, again, in 1991, there were 2,200 abortion clinics. Today, there's 581. There, and the world is not coming to an end. Abortion is not health care. It's not medicine. The abortionists are already a pariah in their own community. Abortion clinics have always been outside the health care system. In other words, outside the hospital system. They're always these standalone abortion facilities. So when women have to drive 50, 60, 100, 200, 400 miles to get an abortion, and that's not a bad thing because it's not real health care. And once we get to the point where we have large sections, large swaths, of America that do not have abortion clinic and the world doesn't fall apart and women aren't just dying and being left in the side on the sidewalk and in the gutter which doesn't happen uh, except for outside the abortion clinics then we're gonna realize as a community you know what abortion really is a bad thing we don't need it there you go okay we gotta take one more break we'll be right back you gotta pay attention to the small things kid small things matter Small problems become big problems. Take a transformer. Rain leaks into a transformer. Insulation system breaks down. Insulation system breaks down. Copper windings overheat. Copper windings overheat. Transformer blows. Transformer blows. Facility goes dark. Facility goes dark. Kid, you don't want to know what happens next. That's why I use Granger. Granger helps keep small problems from turning into big problems. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. With one phone call, you'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. It's a free service, so call now. 800-379-2206. 800-379-2206. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. We only have a few minutes left here, so I want each of you gentlemen to give out information about how uh, people can reach you, how they get more involved. Starting with you, uh, Father Gesmer. Gesmer. Yeah, uh, you can just reach me at uh, our website, www.cecforlife.com. Okay, and uh, Eric Schneidler? You can find find out more about the Pro-Life Action League at prolifeaction.org, including our protest approach, our sidewalk counseling efforts, and get a copy of our handbook that is packed with information every pro-lifer needs to know to carry out the pro-life message, a little handbook called Sharing the Pro-Life Message, all of that at prolifeaction.org. Excellent resource. Uh, Troy? OperationRescue.org, and we've got more information on that website about uh, botched abortions, women dying from abortions, horrific criminal activities by abortionists, all at OperationRescue.org. Do you guys have lobbyists in Washington trying to get to defund Planned Parenthood? Yes. Uh, I mean, the the, the pro-life movement's primary job right now is to take away the money that is used to, to come back and kill us. 
Uh, we're pumping half a million dollars, I'm sorry, half a billion dollars a year into Planned Parenthood so they can kill 300,000 babies a year and then elect pro-abortion politicians who keep funding themselves and to destroy the, the pro-life movement. It's an absolute disgrace that a group like Planned Parenthood gets a dime of public money. You know, there's nothing in the Constitution, there's nothing even in Roe versus Wade that says that you and I, the citizen, have to pay and fund money out of our taxpayer pocket for things like Planned Parenthood. And not to mention Planned Parenthood International, which is involved with forced abortions in China. Talk about choice. Where's the pro-choice movement on that? But uh, anyway, so I wish both all you guys Godspeed, and I'm I'm proud of what you're doing. And you know, I mean, I th- I think that uh, I think what you're doing is going to resonate, especially this coming election in November. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. So sir. Um, thanks for joining me. All right, yeah, thanks so much. And yep, thank you. And we're going to be re- we'll return with the actor Kevin Sorbo, and now we're number two. And uh, Kevin is uh, starring in a movie called God's Not Dead. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to the IRN USA Radio Network. At the day, my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-220-0926. 1-800-220-0926. That's 1-800-220-0926. 1-800-220-0926. We knew that Thomas Edison gave us the first commercial light bulb. But did you know he invented alkaline batteries and an electric train? Edison said, if we all did the things we're capable of, we would astound ourselves. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. For almost two decades, I've been helping families build home businesses. Many have been astounded at what they've been able to achieve. Today, I want to introduce you to my newest and most exciting home business concept ever. It's MaxAchieve.com. If you'd like to earn $500 to $5,000 or more a month working from home, check out MaxAchieve.com. This is more than a home business. At MaxAchieve, we want to help you experience more success in all areas of your life. To find out how you could astound yourself, go to MaxAchieve.com. That's MaxAchieve.com. Or call conservative in the cradle of liberty you'll want to listen when chuck moore speaks on the information radio network
Thank you very much. Hour number two of Chuck Moore Speaks here at the IRN USA Radio Network. You're welcome to join the program, 844-439-1391 is the number if you'd like to join us. We are joined by actor Kevin Sorbo, who is the star of the newly released movie God's Not Dead. Kevin's been acting for about 20 years. He was in the legendary TV series Hercules, The Legend, The Legendary Journeys from 1993 to 2000, and he has been steadily employed as an actor. He's also the author of his own autobiography, True Strength, My Journey from Hercules to Mere Mortal and How Nearly Dying Saved My Life. Kevin, thanks for joining me this afternoon. My pleasure. i got to give you an update on that bio. I've been in the business for 30 years now, so I hate to age myself. Oh, there you go. I'll say I started the age. No, I mean, look. As an extraordinary accomplishment, working for 30 years as an actor and now branching out into production, into writing, and most recently into politics, we should point out. Um, and I think that what I see going on here is that you are crossing over from the um, what we conventionally expect from Hollywood and from our culture, which is you know a very secular left. Uh, understanding of the world perhaps a good example of that would have been this latest movie by uh, Leonardo DiCaprio Wolf on Wall Street as and and you are in a sense redefining the culture from a more conservative standpoint and making that fun and interesting and that's very important something that most conservatives fail to understand I think well yeah, I, I'm not really I'm not really crossing over I think it's coming out of my conservative closet I'm sort of had I've, I've had it with the uh the you know Hollywood screams for tolerance, yet they have none for anybody who disagrees with them. They scream for freedom of speech, but if you say something different, they don't want you to have freedom of speech. I mean, the first time I could vote, I voted for Reagan, and I think I probably voted for one of the greatest right. presidents this country's ever had. So um, you just get yep. to the point. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's it's like the whole idea. The definition of the word liberal is that everybody's point of view is supposed to be okay. But there's such an anger in Hollywood. There's such a it's it, it's amazing to me that you can't even bring things up. That just even talk about simple things like saying how the welfare system is falling apart, and they look at you like you're an idiot. No, it's it's a yeah. I mean, they need smelling salts if you mention something like that. And of course, Reagan himself was an actor. Um, Kevin, the movie that you're starring in, God's Not Dead, I think it's interesting because it kind of turns the predominant liberal culture on its head in that the um, the star of the it's a it's a subversive story and the left likes to think of itself as subversive of the culture but in fact today in today's world being subversive is sta stating in a classroom that you are a believer in God and that uh, the character that you play Professor Radisson I think captured very well a type of person that we all know and that we've all come into contact with, this kind of very self-confident, um, you know, arrogant and, and uh, self-assured type where they really believe that they have the truth on their side, and yet that's, of course, what they accuse Christians of believing, which is not the case. Uh, Christianity is much more humble than that. But but that that, in a sense, what I see in that movie is the keys to a uh, advancement for conservative values in the culture, in Hollywood specifically, but in the culture generally, and that is that it is the conservative now 
who is the subversive in our society. What do you think? Well, you know what, what's what's great about this movie is that you get you get two points of view, and certainly you get the the atheist. I play an atheist college professor. I know that's shocking for people out there. That that happens in a university. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, you know, I get I get challenged by a student who's a Christian who wants to prove the existence of God. When I first day of my philosophy class, I tell these freshmen, we're not going to waste our time talking about this mythical being in the sky because he never existed. So uh, you know, on my side, you get the scientific proof they doesn't exist. Well, from the student side. He actually throws scientific proof that God does exist. So it struck a huge chord with America right now. We started on 780 screens, which is small, uh, you know, for a small independent film. It's actually large for a small independent film, but it did so well. We finished fourth in the first weekend of the box office that they put another 400 screens on, and now we just added another 500 for a third weekend. So we're up to 1,700 screens now, which is incredible. And it's really hit a chord with people in that they're 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 clearing. They're, I mean, they're, they're cheering, they're clapping, they're 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 crying. They're I mean, it's the, the response has all been word of mouth. Because this is a movie that only had a $2 million budget. It, you know, we all work for free, basically, on this thing. But it looks like a $10 million movie. I mean, they did a great job with this. The company's called PureFlix, the number one distributor of family and faith-based movies in the country. They're based out of Scottsdale, Arizona, and they just do great stuff. I did a movie with them about four years ago as well called What If? And I think your listeners would enjoy What If? It's on Netflix right now. It is a great-looking movie. You can see the uh, trailer on YouTube. I, I don't, I'm not sure it's going to play anytime soon in my hometown of Boston, uh, but uh, we'll, really? we well, shall know, see. Go to godsnotdead.com, um, and it'll, it'll show you the theaters. It's got to be playing out in Boston. Is Boston really that anti-religion uh, right. that they don't want to see anything? Yes, they are, <laughs> actually. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and, Kevin, the other thing that's fascinating here is that, as you say, the movie was did not have a big marketing budget. You're not going to get... And even if it did, you're not going to get written up in all the big, you know, the, the big movie reviewers and the major oh, newspapers. Yeah. And yet, right, but yet it's it's going gangbusters. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's breaking records for the movie at size and at this time. And and uh, doesn't that tell Hollywood something? I mean, don't they care about, I mean, I would think that as a basic, they care about money. Yeah, you know, it's called show business, right? I mean, I, I, I think. Yeah. Movies like Passion of the Christ woke them up a little bit, even though they were they were mad at Mel Gibson for making that movie portraying, uh, you know, Jews killing Jesus. And I go, well, hello. <laughs> so look at the Bible. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, by the way, Jesus was Jewish, in case people are confused. And, um, right. you know, it's it's I think Blindside really got things going because Fox then opened Fox Faith and Sony Studios started with Affirmed. So they said, you know, there's an audience out there we're not paying attention to because if you're not in the East Coast or West Coast, they apparently forget about the 46 states in between. <laughs> so there are states right. there that believe in that believe in values, they believe in um, you know conservative values, they believe in working hard for a living, they don't believe in big government, they don't believe in government entitlements, hand me outs. I mean, I look, I live in California. We have more people living on welfare here than we have people paying taxes. I'm not a math major, but I'm thinking that's a recipe for disaster. It is, and the state is is groaning under the weight of it. Eventually, oh, a lot gosh. of people who are, yeah, and the pe people who are earner, earners of wealth are moving to places like Idaho and Montana, where oh, there's it, less regulation, growth. and that it, includes liberals. It's yeah. funny you just 
said that because same you know, things happening they, here. They, they've lost over 900,000 families in Southern California alone in the last 10 years. So they're losing families that actually pay taxes. They're losing taxpayers that are moving to Arizona. They're moving to Texas. They're moving to Tennessee. They're moving to Florida. They're moving, you know, Nevada. They're getting out of here. And so Governor Brown's reaction to losing all state taxes is to raise our state tax from 10 to 13 and a half percent now. Like that's going to keep more people here. It's, it's this right. is, this it, is it's everything. Insane. This is like reverse land. Everything they do is, you know, we've invo- we've we've put uh, the same people in office for the last 30 years. Boxer, Pelosi, and Feinstein. I don't care where you stand on politics. Good Lord, after 30 years and seeing the downfall of the state, wouldn't you try anything new? I mean, anything. I mean, that's just it's it's it drives me crazy. But there's no comment. Well, you know, the same things happening, and the same things happening here in Boston. Everyone's moving to New Hampshire and Maine. But the weird thing about it is that they're taking their politics with them, and now New Hampshire's becoming more liberal, and and yet you know they moved there to get away from the big state taxes and the regulations. It's impossible yep. to conduct business now in the city of Boston. It's amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, but but yet Kevin, I see you as someone who is spearheading an effort to give a face and a voice to conservative values in our culture. And I think that that's something when I when I refer to what you're doing as a crossover, that that's what I mean because the culture itself they seem immune to any change. Uh, they don't even seem to care about the bottom line. I suppose maybe they feel they've already made their money, and they've got the me- the mechanisms of promotion pretty much in place. They've got the system, and that they're not going to. Uh, you know, they are ideological. They're not going to change. They do feel that there's an agenda there that they're promoting and that the subversive now, and that agenda is sexual license, uh, libertinism, you know, left causes, and they're going to push that envelope as much as they can. They view that as being very progressive. But your movie and what you're doing proves that the opposite's true. What's progressive is having this student stand up in a classroom and say no to this agenda and have the courage of his convictions to uh, to get up and uh, and debate in public people that we conventionally think of as authority figures. So I think that that might be the, the wedge that's going to attract people to a more conservative cause, especially younger people. And your movie proves it. And you know it, it does. And, and movies, you know, I don't do movies like this to sit there and say, "You better believe in God, or you're going to go to hell." This movie is to make, create discussion, to create openness, to say, "You know what? If you're agnostic, if you're one of those independent voters out there sitting on the fence, going, is there a God? Or is there not a God?'" We're hoping this movie at least opens up the possibility that there's something out there greater than us. All you have to do is look at a flower, mm-hmm. look up at the stars at night, and go, "You know what? This wasn't just by chance. Something, someone, some." where this was all started by by an intelligence that we can't even begin to understand. And, you know, even the atheists, I, I, I laugh through the, through the years I've been here in atheists. i got atheist friends who are great people. They're very giving. They're very caring. They're, they're, they're charitable. And at the same time, we get in these debates, and I just go, why do you get so angry over something you don't believe in? I, so to me, it's like they must believe in something. They just don't want to be judged. They don't want their life to think that there's somebody out there judging how they live their lives. And as I've told my atheist friends, look, if I'm wrong, I've lost nothing. But if I'm right, I'll see you later. You know, so it's, it's yeah, really. really this movie's just to open up the thoughts 
and I, I don't proclaim myself to be some sort of Bible thumper and sit on the street corner and to, to preach to people. I'm always willing to talk about it, open to it. I don't understand the anger in Hollywood when it deals with issues like religion or politics, where their way is the highway and nobody else is right. I'm open to everybody having their own opinions. I have no problem with that. I grew up in a liberal household in Minnesota. My dad was a Walter Mondale, Hubert Humphrey guy. But if I quiz my dad on mm-hmm. 10 subjects, eight of those 10 things would make him an independent and or conservative. Right. It, it, he lived probably was more conservative in terms of how he his actual values. Oh, sure. But I mean, I had the same situation. But but, you know, people are locked into certain ways of doing things that, uh, you, you know, that they assume are, are correct. And, uh, you, you know, I guess that, um, you know, what, what we're talking about here is when you say that the atheist is very strident, they are believers. They're believers in no God. You know, and that's as much a belief as a belief in God, um, and and with that comes this this almost messianic belief in the in the power of the state as an agent of uh, of what President Obama has referred to change, you know, moving society forward, creating this new kind of man, and doing it through the power of so-called enlightened people, in a sense. Uh, what what you're saying here, Kevin, and what I think uh, conservatives are saying is that there is a power outside the state that's not manipulatable by man, that's immutable, that is part of a greater design. And I think that uh, your movie doesn't hit, as you say, you're not hitting people over the head with the Bible here. You know, you're not preaching that people have to accept something. You're simply operating by example in the case of this movie. All right, we're going to take a brief break. We'll be right back. You probably knew that Thomas Edison gave us the first commercial light bulb. But did you know he invented alkaline batteries and an electric train? Edison said, if we all did the things we're capable of, we would astound ourselves. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. For almost two decades, I've been helping families build home businesses. Many have been astounded at what they've been able to achieve. Today, I want to introduce you to my newest and most exciting home business concept ever. It's MaxAchieve.com. If you'd like to earn $500 to $5,000 or more a month working from home, check out MaxAchieve.com. This is more than a home business. At MaxAchieve, we want to help you experience more success in all areas of your life. To find out how you could astound yourself, Go to MaxAchieve.com, that's MaxAchieve.com, or call 800-801-3465, I owe over $20,000 to the IRS. I don't have the money, and now my wages are being garnished. You need tax representation. I'm really worried. The IRS just sent me a letter, and they want to audit my business. You need tax representation. But who can I trust? Tax Representation Incorporated. It's a fact that if you owe taxes, the IRS has the power to take everything you own, including your home, your business, and even your freedom. If you receive a letter from the IRS, don't ignore it. Call Tax Representation Incorporated, and we'll be on the phone with the IRS to 
stop the threats within the same day. Guaranteed. Don't ignore it. If you're being audited or have years of unfiled tax returns, a federal tax lien, or worse yet, been issued a wage garnishment or bank levy, let the expert staff of tax attorneys and enrolled agents protect you from the IRS and get you the best tax representation and settlement guaranteed. We'll be on the phone with the IRS to stop the threats same day guaranteed. Go to taxrepresentation.com. Call 800-574-3001. 800-574-3001. 800-574-3001. Not available in California. Do you have startup capital and are looking to invest in a booming health-based business? Here's your opportunity because we're looking for business-savvy, healthy-minded people in this area to become franchise owners of Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, the number one healthy vending franchise in North America. Fresh Healthy Vending is a publicly traded company. With your Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, you'll be selling exactly what America wants, all natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. And with the USDA Smart Snacks and School Nutrition Guidelines starting and banning junk food in schools, the demand for fresh, healthy snacks is only getting bigger. Fresh Healthy Vending has identified prime vending machine locations in this area. And we place your machines for you so you can capitalize on the huge demand for healthy organic snacks on the go. Ready to grab your share of this booming industry? Visit ReadyForFresh.com today and enter code 2000 for free owner information. Locations in this area are filling up fast, so visit ReadyForFresh.com, special code 2000. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-540-0364. 1-800-540-0364. That's 1-800-540-0364. Taking back America one listener at a time. Chuck Morse. Thank you very much. And my guest is Kevin Sorbo. He is the is a star of the movie God's Not Dead, the author of his own autobiography, True Strength, My Journey from Hercules to Mere Mortal and How Nearly Dying Saved My Life. Uh, Kevin, you're uh, how did you prepare? I, I, you're an experienced actor. You've uh, you've been in a whole long and very uh, impressive list of both television and movie uh, vehicles. How did you prepare for this particular role in uh, God's Not Dead, and did you enjoy playing that role? You know, as an actor, you like to do different things, and certainly I'm not an atheist, so it's fun to sort of put on different shoes. And as I mentioned earlier, I've got friends who are atheists. I've seen enough of these uh, leaders of these atheist groups on cable TV ranting and raving, and um, I've I've studied up on uh, different court cases. Actually, at the end of God's Not Dead, they show 40 court cases of um, students that have been persecuted by universities across this country that have gone to court. And so for people to sit there and say that would never happen, it does happen. It happened to uh, my niece and one of my uh, my nephews as well. 
and it happened to some of my college friends. I never experienced it in college. It was, I was very fortunate that all the professors I had, they did what they're supposed to do, taught the subjects that I was you know, paying to be taught. So I didn't have to deal with right. it, but I certainly knew of it. And I was on the written word, and the writers did a great job, and it was in the script, and I, I loved the script, and uh, that's why I kind of jumped into it. Uh, I think it's also very instructive in that not just uh, in, in much of our our colleges today, uh, especially in the liberal arts, you've got uh, a very large percentage of of radical leftists. Uh, my friend David Horowitz has done a really good job of documenting this, and he's toured the country. And uh, you know they don't stand, and, and you you capture it perfectly. I mean, they do not brook opposition at all. They want people to write down. You know, I mean, women's studies is a good example of it. I mean, some of the ethnic studies. And I'm hoping that your movie will inspire people to stand up and speak out about it. Most students now who go to these things either go to them because, besides the ideological kids, they go to it because it's either easy, they get an easy grade, they don't, all they have to do is agree with the teacher and they can get through it, or they just want to keep their head low because they feel like, I want to get through this thing and get on to become you know, a CEO of a company or to get to get on with their career. So they kind of keep their, you know, they keep their nose clean. You know, they go through the, the class. And uh, I, I'm hoping that it, it just takes one or two people to, uh, to, to buck the trend, you know, to stand up and say something. But what you're pointing out also, of course, is there can be consequences. People are being prosecuted. People are being booted out of classes. So, you know, this is, this is really a part of what I'm hoping is, a cultural movement that that can only happen from the ground up, which is from students, from young people who are going to these institutions that have been taken over and and starting to say, look, we want to get back to real education here. We want to get back to the classics. We want to we don't want to read some cockamamie, you know, left wing author. We want to get back to Shakespeare or the or the good stuff that made this country what it is. I mean there are so many areas where where students can speak up but they're afraid to do it. So I'm hoping your movie can contribute to, to that. And based on the box office, I think that it very well might. Yeah, I think, you know, people were ready for this. And it, it hopefully will inspire other students. And I want, I want parents to speak to their kids through the junior high and high school and college levels and say, look, be open and honest with us with what you're experiencing in college. Don't be afraid to, to let us know what's going on as well. Parents need to be part of this, uh, this, this whole uh, process. It, it's it's going to be an ongoing battle, there's no question, but it's good to see the openness starting to happen. As I said earlier, people are saying enough is enough. And it just gets to that point that it's ridiculous, that we can't sit there and speak. Look, there's two cases recently. There was a professor on one of the student, uh, one of the universities in Florida where he had all of his students write the name Jesus Christ on a piece of paper and jump up and down on it. And we just had recently here in, in Santa Barbara, there was a, a female professor that was walking through the student section where students are able to talk about what it's an open forum area. And this, there was a 17-year-old freshman there, and she was talking about pro-life. Well, this professor, they got all on tape, walked up, grabbed the board that she was going over these charts and things, and started cussing out the student. They taped her as they went. Here's this professor cussing out this 17-year-old girl even more. And it shows you that there's such a lack of tolerance. Why can't we have both sides? I'm, look, there's social issues I certainly believe in. I have my own after-school program here in, uh, based in the L.A. Unified. We have the number one after-school program in the entire state of California. I work with over 12,000 kids in a school district that has a 54% dropout rate 
we have the 12,000 kids who are fortunate enough to get into our program. We have a 98% graduation rate and a 67% higher GPA. And what do we get? We get negative pushback not only from the California government, from, but from the federal government. Every time I go to D.C. to get this program put in every school system, both sides of the political aisle, nobody's helping us put this program. Look, it's a proven track record for 17 years, and yet we purposefully want to keep dumbing down the kids in our country. Why do we want to do that? Why do we want to celebrate mediocrity? It's very strange. America's in a whole different place. Well, that, that's a huge show right there, Kevin. Um, can you stick around just a bit after this break? We'll be right back. Thank you. Our home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you don't have to search through a long list of pros. With just a few clicks, HomeAdvisor matches you with pros who provide the exact services you need. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Today, most people are more likely to get a pay cut than a cost of living raise. But I have good news for you. You can build your own golden parachute. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and I think you'll find that the three-step plan home business system is a great solution to money worries. With a three-step plan home business, you can add to your income in your spare time. Many build their businesses into a full-time income that earns more than a regular job. That's a pretty good financial backup plan, don't you think? After all these years of hearing about us, you know that we have helped a lot of people earn extra money we could help you too. The three-step plan home business system is better than a parachute because we'll never leave you out there hanging. We'll train you and show you how to use the telephone and email to make money from home. Don't just worry about money. Do something about it. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. Kevin Sorbo is my guest. Uh, God's Not Dead. He's the star of that latest movie. Kevin, uh, would you talk a bit about this program that you're involved in uh, regarding education? I'd like to um, just uh, see if you could develop that a bit. Yeah, I um, I became a spokesperson and chair for it back in 1997, right in the middle of the Hercules years. And we work with over 12,000 kids in the L.A. Unified School District, uh, 12 schools. It's called A World Fit for Kids. They can go online to worldfitforkids.org and uh, and check it out. And what we do is that first hour is after school is physical education because they're cutting that out out of every elementary school to high school across the country now. And it's obviously a proven fact that after you work out for an hour, it, uh, your retention and attention levels will spike. So the second hour we bring in all these different tutors. I have about 15 people on a full-paid um, 
staff. We're a nonprofit. I, I get no money out of this at all. I'm doing this because I grew up in that public educated world. My father was a 35-year uh, junior high school teacher. And when I got into college and beyond, I saw all the problems that are going on in our public schools. And it's obviously it's out there for all to see how bad our public education is. Uh, last I heard, we ranked 57th in the world. This is America, last time I remembered. And um, California ranks 50th. We're the worst public educated state in the entire country. So we're the best at being worst. We're very proud here. And um, mm. so that second hour, we bring in a bunch of tutors. I have over 100 volunteers that come to the 12 schools, and we we train, uh, we work with these kids, whatever problems they're having with math, science, whatever it may be. And the third hour is preparation for life. It's how to from everything from how to balance a checkbook, how to get a mortgage, how to, and it doesn't matter whatever grade they're in, whatever questions they have. That third hour is all about what it's like outside of the school system, what it's going to be for like them as they go on to the next year in life, whatever it's third grade or whether it's college. And um, we have an amazing track record. As I said, we have a 98% graduation rate compared to a 54% dropout rate um, outside of my program, and we have a 67% higher GPA. And I go to Washington, D.C. every year, meet with Congress members, and keep showing them what we're doing, and I get a pat on the back, and congratulations, yet nobody makes any move to put this program in every city across the country. And you have to wonder why. Well, I mean, that's a that's a big uh, question. We'll have to let hang out there, especially in light of the um, the Common Core curriculum <laughs> and what that's doing to schools. Yeah, don't you know? The good one. news is that <laughs> right, right. But there's one little good piece of news, and that is the state of Indiana just dropped Common Core, and they good were the them. state that started. Yeah, so I mean, there, there's a an uprising over this from all sides of the political spectrum. We all care about our children. We see them coming home from school. And, and becoming different and not in a good way, you know, fr from this program. And the teachers are in, in rebellion as well. So, uh, you know, I think that those are good signs. Your program is obviously excellent. It completely contradicts this common core idea. California, you say, is number 50th in the country. I wonder what it's rated in terms of the cost per student, probably probably it, close to number one. Unbelievably high. It's, it's, I think it's around $37,000 a student. So multiply, right. I mean, that, they by, could hire, multiply they could, that by 40 students per class, you're going, wait a minute. Okay, where, where are those million dollars they, per classroom going, by the way? I mean, they could hire your organization for peanuts and really oh, yeah. actually improve education. Oh, yeah. But that, you know, that's not going to happen. No. I mean, the NEA is a very, very strong union. And it doesn't matter with all the facts that come on, all the movies like, you know, Waiting for Superman or all these wonderful documentaries that are out there. That parents need to go online and look at these 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 things. They need to be, become more proactive with what is going on with their child's education instead of using the school system as a babysitting tool. They need to realize what's going on and, and what we're doing to our kids. You know, and this has been going on for decades now. But if you look at it from you know the 50s when we were ranked in the top five in the world to where we are now uh, in, in education, you go, okay, it's been slow and coming over the last 60 years. But there it is. It's right in front of us. That that's a big drop over the last half half a century. Oh, absolutely. They've gotten rid of such things as phonics, and they've replaced it with look-say reading and, and other methods that they know are bad and that they know create dissonance rather than learn, teaching a young person how to think cognitively. It's moved toward a behaviorist-type modality, and uh, the results of we're reaping the, uh, the whirlwind. We'll be right back. My name is Marius Forte, and together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to our new book called 
the answer, proof of God in heaven. The answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could it prevent suffering in this world, which sounds like a contradiction, but it is not? Where do we come from and where are we going and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure there's any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness, and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. As we simply know of gravity, not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, your belief will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. Hello, my name is Marius Forte. And together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to a new book called The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. The answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could it prevent suffering in this world, which sounds like a contradiction, but it is not? Where do we come from and where are we going and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure there's any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness, and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. As we simply know of gravity, not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, your belief will turn into knowledge, and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. And if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. Mm -hmm. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now... Very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And Kevin Sorbo is my guest. Kevin, I'm looking at the website of uh, God's Not Dead, and it is playing in, Bo- it is playing in Boston at the uh, Lowe's Theater. So uh, right at the Boston Common, a very big theater right downtown Boston. So um, congratulations. You know, this is great. The, uh, the movie is really busting out all over. Um, are you getting up? Uh, you mentioned in an interview that um, you feel that uh, there is some squeamishness amongst uh, movie uh, circles, Hollywood circles, about uh, about your work and about uh, you know hiring you for big projects and whatnot. Can you talk a little on that? Well, no, certainly there's a blacklist going on. I mean, Hollywood's not going to admit that straightforward, but uh, you know when. I- I used to read for a lot of new TV shows constantly. This year I read for one out of a possible, what, I think 50 or 60 new ones between cable and networks. 
it's there. It's out there. I mean, I hear the whispers. I hear the things my manager tells me. And it's not like I'm out there bashing Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood doesn't owe me anything. I've had a wonderful career. I worked my butt off to get to where I am. Um, but it's, it's frustrating when I know, you know, I have a following around the world with my two shows, Hercules and Andromeda, and I've done about 50 movies since Andromeda finished. And, you know, not all of them are great, you know, but, but the majority of them are very nice roles, nice parts. And, um, you know, but you, you see, the, I see the drop off in getting to read for bigger budget movies and with bigger stars. And, you know, I know I've, I've met and, you know, I know guys from Kevin Costner to George Clooney. I know all those guys. But, uh, you know, I, I can't get in any movies with those guys because Hollywood just, you know, they have, they, have a, they have a blacklist, and it certainly exists. Well, I mean, look, this, again, this is something where you, you could be like the, um, the next Charlton Heston, you know, who took on a cause that was conservative at the time, that being gun control. And uh, he brought a certain gravitas to it that he was able to break through the, uh, the Hollywood uh, left uh, – establishment and uh, I would think that they they will acknowledge themselves that there's a blacklist I mean it goes back to the 1930s when it was fashionable to be in the Communist Party to be uh, in Hollywood you know this was discussed uh, by uh, one of the Hollywood 10 actually gave an interview on that where he kind of spilled the beans uh, on that and he said that you had to have some association with some sort of a, a communist front in the 1930s to get any work in Hollywood and that people who were not were sort of weeded out. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a cultural, um, I don't want to say Gestapo, but there's a cultural litmus. Let's just put it that way. All right, we've got one more break here. Sorry about that, Kevin. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Marius Forte, and together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to our new book called the answer, proof of God in heaven. The answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could it be meant suffering in this world, which sounds like a contradiction, but it is not? Where do we come from and where are we going and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure there's any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness, and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. As we simply know of gravity and not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, your belief will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. Uh, Kevin Sorbo is my guest. We're talking about an informal blacklist in Hollywood, particularly, I would say, in culture generally. Uh, and that includes uh, performing arts, includes publishing. Um, Kevin, the, uh, the, the Hollywood 10 guy I was, I was referring to was Dalton Trumbo who in an interview he gave in the 1970s pointed out that you had to have some kind of communist association in the 30s in order to get work in Hollywood, and that if you didn't, you were blacklisted. He was, uh, he was never a, a, a communist, but he, was, uh, he mainly said that he got into it because he wanted to get ahead. He really didn't have any particular love for, for, for left causes. And I think that that might be part of what's the dynamic of today, 
So I guess my question to you, Kevin, as someone who's on the inside over there, is how do we break that blacklist? How do we get, I mean, to think about all of the things that are not being produced, the movies that are not being made, the books that are not being published. You know, there are some fantastic stories. One in particular that comes to mind is Whitaker Chambers' book, Witness, which should be on the shelf of every American student. It's a fantastic book, just from a literary standpoint, never mind the the political standpoint. It tells a a very exciting story of a a man who had been a communist in the 1930s who then became, for very interesting reasons, he became a Christian, firstly, and secondly, he then turned state witness against people in the Roosevelt administration, not just because they were serving Stalin, but because they were also serving Hitler in the Hitler-Stalin pact period. To me, I mean, that would be a fascinating movie, and yet the book is virtually banned. How do we break through that, uh, Kevin? Uh, how do you think? Well, I think pretty much just like the student in my movie God's Not Dead. You just have to stand up and start talking about it. I think the more and more play that um, you know independent viewpoints and conservative viewpoints get, then uh, hopefully that will break down the power of uh, you know the mainstream media. And you know we've had decades now of you know brainwashing, if you want to call it something, just that they're just yeah. beating us to death with all this negative comments towards people who are who are not uh, in that liberal mindset. I mean, America was built on individuals. It was never built on big government. And all we have now is government getting bigger and bigger and bigger and controlling everything in our lives. Where has big government ever worked? Where has socialism ever worked? People need to read about history. They need to look at common things and current events going on now. Look at Europe. Europe can't, you know, Europe, all those countries right now are bankrupt. I mean, the only thing keeping them alive is the country of Germany. So to me, it's like... Show me where socialism yeah. worked. I look at the successful people in Hollywood that that were tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. You, you can they can afford to be socialists, you know, because it's not going to affect them. I, I'm all for helping right. people who need have help. I'm all for it, but you can't tell me that when you have a third of the country living off the government in one way or another, that every single one of those people need to be living off the government. That just comes from just people getting becoming lazy. I'm sorry. I, I didn't grow up. I had a hand-me-down from my older brothers. My dad was a school teacher. I'm the fourth of five kids, and we all know school teachers don't make buckets in terms of getting paid. So uh, my dad, what he did more than anything else was instill hard work in all of his kids. He said, you work hard, you'll be paid back for it. And look what we've done. We used to, we used to you know, glorify people that worked their butts off, scratched their ways, failed, 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 but then became successful, employed tens if not thousands of people with these big companies. And now we look at these guys with disdain, and we make fun of them and, and criticize them for becoming successful. I mean, what's going on? We, I told you, everything we live in now is this backwards world in this country. Yeah, I mean, look, the thing that bothered me more than anything in this last election was that Mitt Romney was attacked for being successful, for being yeah. rich, exactly. when in fact he had earned his wealth and – by the way, John Kerry was three times richer than Kerry, uh, than uh, Romney, but he married, you know, it was his second wife's first husband's trust fund. But putting that aside, let's not oh, go to politics. The, the issue that. is that... You can't talk about <laughs> the truth. Like, but, they hate the truth. They hate but, the truth facts. It drives oh, yeah. me crazy. But, but, Kevin, I think that we've perhaps reached a critical mass here in that the, uh, the left being exposed with regard to how far left we've gone between Obamacare between Common Core Curriculum, Agenda 21 controlling the environment. We've got the NSA spying on people willy-nilly. We've got uh, the uh, government using federal agencies like the FBI to go after their enemies. I think that this this is an atmosphere that is ripe for 
a conservative resurgence in the culture, not just in politics, which I think is happening. I think that the Republicans are going to swap the Democrats this November. But I mean in the culture, in Hollywood, in publishing, in the media. And I think that, I mean, do you agree? I mean, this is the chance to really break the blacklist because they don't have, you know, the people on their side at this point. It's become so obvious that they are so wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as I said, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you point out the obvious to them. They, they deal with emotion. They care so much more than the rest of us. Like, like what? I don't care about education of my children, of, of, of the you know, kids of, that are our future. I don't care about where this country is going to go in terms of... Quite the opposite. It's because you do care that you're, you're, you're taking the stance you have. All right, we'll be right back. One more quick break here. You have a mortgage and a load of other debt. Wouldn't it be great if it all just went away? Nine-year mortgage can change your life. We paid off all of our bills. All your debt, including your mortgage, in as little as nine years? We will have saved over $313,000 in interest payments. Even have more money left over each month? It lowered our monthly payments by a little over $500. Nine-year mortgage. <laughs> Where have they been all of our life? If you knew about something like that, you'd want to tell everybody. Whenever I have a friend or someone that needs this service, I give them the number. Hi, I'm Larry Ruff, president of Nine Year Mortgage. This is unlike anything you've ever seen before, and it will absolutely not harm your credit. Call for your free CD and learn how you can eliminate all of your debt, including your mortgage, much sooner than you ever dreamed possible. The more debt you have, the more we can help. Call for your free CD now, 800-383-5310. This works. Call the number. Call now for your free CD, 800-383-5310, 800 Author, journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, Kevin Sorbo's my guest, God's Not Dead. Uh, Kevin, we only have a few minutes left, so I'd like you to talk a bit about where people can find out about, you know, see your movie. What are you up to these days? What's, what's coming up in terms of projects? You know, they got to go to uh, kevinsorbo.net. They can certainly go to the Kevin Sorbo, official Facebook page fan. I know it's kind of a long title, but a lot of people have stolen my name. So it's got the Kevin Sorbo, official Facebook page fan uh, uh, page. And um, they can go to godsnotdead.com uh, and see where the movie is and see where it's showing. Godsnotdeadthemovie.com. Uh, I've got about eight other movies in the can. I just finished a wonderful movie in Nashville called The Secret Handshake by Howie Klausner, who wrote the Space Cowboys movie with Clint Eastwood and Tommy Lee Jones. That'll come out in the fall. Um, God's not dead. Hopefully, be out there for a while. Keep the word of mouth going. I, I appreciate it. No, great, and I hope that the movie continues to resonate across the uh, the fruited plain, so to speak. Um, it's one that uh, I, yeah, I'd like to see if the, if it, if it could actually get into some colleges. That would be amazing, and to get you in there as a speaker would be fantastic. Um, you know, that would really shake things up. If we can make it work, that'd be great. I'm I'm all for it. All right, uh, Kevin Sorbo, listen, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. All right. Take care. Thank you very much. Thanks. Okay. And I should mention, of course, that my books are available at Amazon.com. By the way, Kevin's book is also at Amazon.com. That is True Strength, My Journey from Hercules to Mere Mortal and How Nearly Dying Saved My Life. 
it's a powerful story, and it's one that should inspire all of us and does. And my books, uh, there's a whole long list of them. They're all available also at Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Just put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, like Morse code, M-O-R-S-E, and up they come. There's a whole long list of them. Um, I think that uh, that that pretty much wraps it up today. I've got, by the way, Monday, I'm very excited to mention that Diana West will be with me. Um, she is the author of American Betrayal. Fantastic book. Um, I shall return the usual time, God willing, tomorrow, 10 a.m. here at the IRN USA Radio Network. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a nice day. Listeners, are you getting amazing results from your store-bought Omega-3? Since taking Omax-3, mental fuzziness is gone. I'm on top of things. My bad cholesterol had gone down, and my triglycerides had gone down. Being 53, sometimes it's pretty uncomfortable getting up and getting out of bed. With the Omax-3, I'm jumping out of bed, and the joints feel great. We want your Omax story next, so we're sending you a free supply. Developed by Ivy League doctors affiliated with Yale University, Omax-3 is clinically tested to help improve cholesterol and reduce triglycerides glycerides by 30% in just 30 days while fighting joint pain better than your store brand. You can also feel improvements in your mood and memory with your first free supply. Omax 3's pharmaceutical grade omega-3s come individually blister packed so it absorbs better and gives you faster results with no fish burps. Feel results in just days, guaranteed. Get your free supply today for just the cost of shipping. Call 1-800-672-4605. That's 1-800-672-4605. 800-672-4605.